Life is a journey, and eventually, all roads come together. You're listening to Breaking Camp, conversations focusing on our passion for the outdoors, everyday life, learning new things, and growing as people. I'm Bryce Ginther. And I'm Aaron Brenneman. And this is Breaking Camp. Hey, Bryce. How's it going? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. Awesome. Love we were it. talking about uh, uh, let's. What are you? Why don't we categorize it under endurance activity? New activities. Okay. Where this was coming from? Sure. All right. So, did I ever tell you about the time I did a triathlon? No, you did not. Please. Oh, this is good. Please let me hear. So, I broke my back in 2013. I did hear you. Do- yes. Okay. I've told you about that. Yeah. Well, as part of that, I uh, started doing PT and physical therapy and. Getting back into shape a little bit more and started, you know, because it starts out with PT, you break your back, they say, just walk in a straight line as far as you can go and then turn around and come home and lay back down. Hmm. So I was bedridden for basically like six weeks and it was awesome. Yeah. I don't recommend that as a a means toward a a spiritual awakening, but (laughs) for me it worked, (laughs) you know? So, so it started with like walk, take some straight steps, don't bend, don't twist. And then I was like going for longer walks and I started jogging and I started losing some weight. And mm-hmm. that I, I think I told him I mentioned I did a Oregon Coast 50K. Yes, you Didn't did. complete it at a knee blowout, but still, that's where it kind of took me. Yes. But you I, did do like 26 miles. You did a marathon. Basically. I did 26 miles of it on the Oregon Gosh, Coast. And dude. it was awesome. That's it was cool. Really good. A lot of respect fun. there. Yeah. Um, I've done like the Cascade Lakes relay, which is awesome. My first mm-hmm. leg of that, the the first year I did it was seven miles in 111 degree heat. Eesh. So. And your optimal temperature is 67. Yeah, I was. Well, yeah. I had less. I had less body weight. You were. So I had less to carry. <laughs> so I sweated less. Heretofore, there. <laughs> here to whatever that word would be. Less chafing. <laughs> um. Okay, so, Fact. but back to what I was saying. So, I, I, I never quite told you about the time I did the uh, the triathlon. Uh-uh. It was a sprint triathlon. It was the first year of the Clackamas Cove hmm. triathlon. They had different options of full triathlon, sprint triathlon, I think was run a 5K, mm-hmm. swim, whatever, a mile or two miles or Eesh. 500 feet, whatever it was. <laughs> whatever it was, too far. Something. Yeah, little, far. Little far. foreshadowing there. Too far. <laughs> Um, that's so good. But then you bike for maybe like a half marathon. So you bike for 13 miles, mm-hmm. you run for a 5k, you swim for whatever. Starts with swimming. <laughs> so Oh yeah, like, yeah, they always start with swimming. Starts with swimming. Yeah. Don't and drown. I kind of I I trained a lot. I ran, I biked. I went out and bought a road bike. Mm-hmm. Um I had a mountain bike, but I went out and bought a road bike and I was like, "Oh, this is fun. This is something I want to do." And I I I found it was really good to be the angle of approach on a road bike for my back to be mm-hmm. kind of stretched over the handlebars. And so mm-hmm. rode my bike, ran a lot, trained, was doing pretty good. Look back on pictures and think, man, I need to get back to I that good weight. Back then. Yeah. Imagine, imagine how many new old clothes I could wear if I could be back to that. <laughs> um, whole new closet. Whole new closet. That's why I keep them. <laughs> uh, so I, and you swim in this thing. And it, here's the extent of my swimming training. Okay. I swam one time in the pool, two two laps. I got oh, fitted for a wetsuit. I got a rental wetsuit. I kind of carry this thing around like, you know, I should I should take this and put it on in the pool or swim mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. 
never really quite got around to it because, I mean, it's swimming, right? Like, yeah, I took swim lessons. Swim. Everyone swim. I made it to tadpole. Everybody can swim. Swimming. Yeah, it's fine. I have no fear of water. So, uh, fast forward, however forward this was, a couple mm-hmm. weeks, and there we are standing on the side of the a little cove inlet near the confluence of the Clackamas River and the Willamette River. Oh, I know exactly where City. you are. Yes. Yeah, people kayak there. There's and bass in there, there just that boy. I, I bet there is. The, yep. the state and the, the sheriff's marine patrol is yeah. in there. Beautiful yeah. little cove. It's kind of nice. And so, it's standing there on the side of the embankment, and I'm kind of like, well, I guess this is it. You know, again, thinking swimming's just fine. Not so much when you're swimming in open water mm-hmm. with about 200 other people. Because ah. what happens is you get in the water, your hands are getting their feet, their f- hands are getting your feet, you know, Whoa. like you're swimming. No. Everybody, all of this stuff, like it's chaos in the water. There's no shark attack, but this would be likely what it was about mm. for me. And yeah, so, which is my biggest water fear is shark attack. Okay. Yeah. So you don't surf? Nope. Here or in warm water? Ever. Nowhere. Makes sense. Yeah. So I start swimming a little bit, and all these people around me. At this point, I realize maybe I didn't train enough <laughs> in my swimming. Was this in the water or on the as you were running? I'm in to the water because okay. you only get about three steps. And and I I remember it too. It was like it happened real fast. Like mm-hmm. I was standing there, like I'm good to go. And then all of a sudden, it was like gun goes off. Wait, we're going. Here it is. It's happening. <laughs> no, I, I changed my it's mind. It's happening. <laughs> So I start swimming. People's hands are are hitting my feet. I can't uh, really swim. They they say that a, a wetsuit gives you a level of buoyancy. Uh huh. Yes. Not not true. <laughs> not true. So then I'm maybe a hundred hundred yards off the shore. You know, <laughs> things are kind of going fine. At which point I realize I start to get some vertigo, which, which it felt like like pulsating in my Whoa. senses and my ears and my. The head, the woo, 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 woo. Yes. I wonder how that's going to come out in audio. Woo, 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 <laughs> I think it's going to be great. Um, and then I kind of realized, <laughs> I realized, uh-oh, I can't swim. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought I could swim. I took swimming lessons as a kid. I've never consciously thought, I can't swim. There's. Uh, can I get a paddleboard? But there's a difference between open water swimming when you haven't swam in however many years in swim lessons Mm -hmm. and hanging out on a boat. What I realized is (laughs) I thought the two things were the same. I just realized, A, I like to be near water. Mm -hmm. I like to fish. Mm -hmm. I like to be on boats. Love swimming. C, D, E, F, and G, I can't swim. So what I ended up doing, there's a, luckily there was a a rescue kayak out there. Excellent. And I got to go, help. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Comes over, picks me up, takes me to shore, and then I walk over to the start line for yeah. the run part yeah. and just continue on. You Be- you cheated. I mean... I mean, come on. I paid my money. I wanted to do the parts that I knew I could do. I still do. want my medal. Like, don't cut off the swimming part. Still give me my medal. Right? Kind of, I mean, yeah, sort of. Yeah, I don't was, take it away from me. I was thinking about another time that I... I did the Cascade Lakes relay, injured, mm-hmm. and uh, bowed out on a couple of legs. Got the shirt. <laughs> Got the t-shirt. Now it's just my shame shirt. Oh, see, you know. It's inspirational shirt to continue running that, and exercising. So for just me. for everyone listening, this is this means that you have integrity. Because you can look it, at that shirt, and, and you can go, I got that shirt, but I didn't earn it. It weighs on me, yes. Is this <laughs> yeah. what they talk about when some people are like, he has no conscience. 
Yeah. You just like wear the shirt. And yeah. Hey, man. Like you probably bought that shirt, at Goodwill. Though, like you can buy race shirts at Goodwill. Mm. You mean like NASCAR? Oh, like race, race, race. shirts. Like, yeah, not NASCAR shirts. Uh, you can buy those at Goodwill. But too. like you can buy Hood to Coast or something. You oh, know, like okay. any. Oh, I ran this 5K. Okay, I'm going to wear this shirt to Goodwill. play this person. Yeah. Yeah. No, not me. So yeah. So then I realized that A, I can't swim. Mm hmm. There's a distinct difference between being on a boat and swimming in open <laughs> water. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the time I did the sprint triathlon. So the the reason why that story comes up is because this past weekend, I actually sold that bike. Oh. It was a great bike. I loved it. I only rode it, you know, 200 miles total. Thing was awesome. Carbon fiber frame. Yeah. Mint condition. Mm-hmm. I sold that bike. And uh, here a little later, we'll talk about where that money went. Mm, love it. All right. So this episode, last time we had a we had an IPA, a couple mm-hmm. IPAs. This time, what do we got, Bryce? We have the best Uncola Seven Up. Wait, I thought you were gonna say Sierra Mist. <laughs> oh, easy. <laughs> Gross. Well, the reason why I brought this is, you know, the, we kind of think of this podcast like being around camp, and sometimes it's hot. We talked about sweating recently, and. The Uncola is so refreshing. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> it gives you burps though. It like does. a Insta- lot of burps. Instantly. <laughs> like wow. Very, very versatile. I don't drink a lot of soda, but if I do I occasionally, either. this is the one that I'll have. It just is super refreshing. You can put in some orange juice, mm-hmm. give it a little bubble, a little sparkle. We were talking earlier how it 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 waters down really well. <laughs> So you get it, you know, somewhere you in the ice, ice by water, the water down, like, you know, how, how well it waters how down. How well it, wa- it waters down so well. Yeah. If you were like a soda sommelier, mm. that would be one of the things that you rate. How, what's the number? How well does it do yeah. watering down? That's how you get to the subtle flavors of anything. You have to water it down. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. The yeah. under under flavors. Yeah, kind of like we were drinking coffee the other day, mm-hmm. and they were talking about berries, like raspberry and yeah. whatever, jam and all this stuff. Chocolate. I'm like, okay, I get the chocolate, because it's toasty roasty. Did you go like this? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but you have to water the coffee down really, really far before you get the you know, subtle flavors. Anyway, 7-Up, uh, yes. <laughs> That That's the thing sound, you do with that wine. That did not sound <laughs> like that did not sound like a drink. That's the thing you do with wine when you like, mm-hmm. and you like pull the fl- air. Yeah. I think you're aerating it. But I brought this for a couple of reasons. You know, I brought oh, it. That just fizzes it up. You don't want to do that. Okay, no, don't do that. <laughs> One of my my mom's first job. She was a computer programmer at Portland Bottling Company in the uh, late '60s, early '70s, mm-hmm. which is right there on Sandy Boulevard with the big Seven yeah. Up sign. Oh right? yeah, yeah, I love that. So program. that was a long time ago. Um, but, uh, also I just think it's fun, you know, it's light, it's refreshing when it's really hot and sweaty. It's not too bad today. Uh, Chad, what's the temp? 68, 60. It's a perfect weather day for me out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but the uncle, remember the, the seven up spot? Oh yeah. The little character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. From the eighties. He's not on there anymore. So he got fired. Yeah. Canceled. Sorry, Spot. We still love you. Today's Camp Cooler brought to you by 7UP.
you let me know that we are, in fact, not. That <laughs> was not brought to you by 7-Up. No, it was not. I brought a 7-Up over. It was over. brought to you by you. It was brought to me you by me, right? but not by 7-Up. Right. I bought this. I mean, technically, no they brought the 7-Up to market. You purchased it, and you brought it here. Yes, but you forgot the, the Instacart delivery person in that. Ah, she okay. brought it to me. Mm-hmm. I brought it to you. Mm-hmm. All all of that to say, not brought to us in any financial way by Never. 7-Up. Nope. No. Maybe someday. We'll see. Not that we're above that. Okay, so... I was telling you about my bike, right? Mm-hmm. The, the the triathlon that time I almost drowned. Yeah, almost died. Realized I had an. I think some people call it an epiphany. I can't swim. I can't swim. And I thought that hanging out on a boat was the same thing as swimming. Wow, not the same thing. And that is something that a, a thought that typically you leave inside your head that you don't let give. You know, you don't let that one out. You know, typically. Yes. Uh, Typically, I I don't. I did a triathlon. People are like, no way. And then you're like, yeah. And I figured out mid-triathlon that I can't swim. Well, the... The reason why, really the can't. reason why, where this, I don't typically tell the story to people that were not there. They know, hmm. uh, but this came out because I, I was selling this bike this weekend. Okay, and I wrote a Craigslist ad for it, and I love the best of Craigslist. You ever read yes, that? You ever yes, seen that? Yes. So I'm like, I'm going to write this kind of as a not like a funny try and be funny ad, but I'm just going to write it the way that the story is, you know. <laughs> and so the story was essentially, hey, this is a great bike. Right. Bought it for a sprint triathlon. Almost, almost drowned. D- almost drowned. Got a ride on the safety kayak. Not the bike's fault. Not the bike. <laughs> nothing to do with the bike. This is a great bike. Yeah. But that was included. I actually okay. had some people email me and say, I mean, I don't want to buy your bike, but I really enjoyed reading that. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. So yeah. that was cool. Because I posted it up on Craigslist and Facebook and mm-hmm. OfferUp and mm-hmm. uh, just buying and selling stuff on OfferUp, OfferUp, Craigslist, Facebook, all this stuff. Like there's this whole, if you're trying to sell stuff, there's this economy going on through these channels and these social medias that is great for getting eyeballs. So like if you want to sell something, Mm -hmm. good spot to put it. I ended up selling it to this guy. Great guy, lived over in Happy Valley and I met him at the the police department there and he ended up getting the bike. He had a similar bike but wanted to upgrade models. I was like, great. I knew that I wanted to get rid of this bike because Mm -hmm. it had been sitting there for about four years. And I just like every other bike in the world. It's a clothing rack. <laughs> it's like a like I every sold other mine a long time ago. Like every other uh yeah. uh treadmill out there. Oh, you know, yeah, just something yeah. to hang some stuff on. Yep. So I've been looking at it, but I also had been looking at a, a new sport, okay. a new adventure. That's what we're gonna be talking about today. Doing okay. new things. New things. Right? Love it. I love new things. So I'd been wanting to get into bike packing. Okay, I'm out. Gravel <laughs> gravel riding. <laughs> okay. So my buddy had a bike. Sounds hard. He does a lot of cycle cross. <laughs> you were talking about the peace and serenity earlier yes. the other day about being on a dirt bike. Yeah. Same sort of thing on a road bike. Totally. Whether it's a road bike, whether it's out running, a dirt bike, a jet ski, although yeah. I can't imagine that. Oh, that could be fun though. But, uh, <laughs> no. 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 Not fun. It's the, it's the one man speedboat. Yeah. I'm done. Done. You're out. My, my jet skiing days are over and I never even really had that. It was probably a jet skiing day. <laughs> one afternoon of jet skiing it just look I, I okay so at all truth and i have never ridden a wave runner but i have ridden a jet ski and those are quite frustrating a jet ski is uh 
I appreciate them for what they are, but they're just hard to ride and not fun. But the Wave Runner looks really fun. I just have never ridden one. That's like a sit-down thing that they use in like Baywatch? Yeah. Okay. Dude, I, I think it'd be fun. But they also uh, they cause a bunch of havoc on the water, but what else? You know, I'd try it for a day. I'd rent one. You know what I mean? I'm never going to buy one, but I'd rent one. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to see if I could find a quick sort of audio sound of what a jet ski sounds like in the water because it's one of the most annoying sounds. <laughs> that? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, again, similar to the only dirt bike. cool to the guy riding it. Kind of like a moped. Whoa. Hey, I just saw one sorry. of those. So, I'm sorry. Shots fired. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't even know where, and. So you were talking about dirt biking. Yes. And I I think the allure of that activity is being in the place, the the bike, the dirt bike, the whatever, Mm -hmm. is the means to get you to the the place and where you want to recreate, right? Like, it's kind of similar. We've we've gone on a. Okay, I have to contradict myself really quick. I don't mean to interrupt. That. Riding the dirt bike is the activity for me. So is the activity. Yes. Okay. So it's like I am not as concerned about getting somewhere that I can look out and see a vista or mm-hmm. a waterfall or this or that because you don't really see a bunch of waterfalls when you're on a dirt bike. It's literally the feeling of, oh, my gosh, right now I'm a motocross racer. In my head, you're playing a video game. It's like the craziest adrenaline filled. It's like the one at the nickel arcade with the full cage. Yeah. Okay. But in real life, actual life, if you fall, you will hurt yourself, you know? Mm. Like, super fun. And every bump, in my mind, I'm like flying through the air, and I, you know, caught a foot of air, you know, or mm. whatever. Okay. And so it, so there's the contradiction there. But in a road trip, I am literally sitting in a seat in a car, driving down the road. Boring, boring, oh, boring. But look at all that new stuff. Every direction your head can't spin fast enough to see all the new things. Yeah, it's not. Anyway, all I types. sold Go the ahead. bike, and I got I got a friend who's a, a cyclocross racer. Okay, and he's got a bunch of bikes, and so he's cool. like, "Well, I got a bike," and I was sending them these bikes that I was thinking about buying to him, and he's like, "Well, do you want to buy this one?" So I ended up buying one from him. So that bike you sent me a picture of is the bike you got? Yeah, the new one. With the, yeah, the gray one. Yeah. The camo handlebar wraps. Sweet. Yeah. So it's a, so it's a gravel bike. Yeah. It's a, uh, 2020 Kona Jake the Snake, and I'm getting ready to outfit it for gravel packing, bike packing. A lot of people ride like road bikes and go on long distance endurance road bike trips. Mm-hmm. We have the, a bunch of uh, routes across Oregon, but what I've been looking at is similar to the dirt bike is taking the bike, outfitting it with bags, and going on a bike packing route through forest roads, through gravel roads, some on pavement, right. but then getting to other areas. So like they have one which is a loop that takes you around Frog Lake, Clear Lake, Timothy Lake, yeah. Lost Lake, all of these lakes. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's a new thing. So I got out of my road bike, which I never ride, yeah. into the gravel bike that I'll now be outfitting to go do long distance stuff, you can do. You can go take it on the Deschutes, right? You can go park somewhere. Yeah, I have seen that. Log You've probably seen that. people there, mm-hmm. and they just got their bikes, and then they 
camp and you right fish and cook and do whatever. So yeah, yeah. I've I've I have bow hunted uh, and ridden mountain bikes in on on like roads that you can't drive a car on, but you can ride bikes in. And and so again, it's like okay, well that makes sense. You know, it's kind of the best way. It's faster than walking. You know. Yeah, it and it'll it 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 gives you a transportation means mm-hmm. to get to another to, to another place for an activity. Sure. Off the beaten path, away from people. It's kind of similar, in a sense that uh, like we went and did a full moon snowshoe this past mm-hmm. winter, right? We should talk Snow- about that on the. Oh, we yeah, should. We'll talk about that. Oh, that's um, good. So much fun. But some people are like, I love snowshoeing, <clears throat> and people will ask me, they'll say, I want to go snowshoeing, and they say, Do you like it? And I'll say, I mean it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. The snowshoeing itself is kind of just like clunkety walking with these big thing on your feet that you're and trying you to not trip yourself or trip someone else. But it allows you to get to a location like we went and yeah. we had to watch the full moon in the snow, built yeah. a camp kitchen and a huge fire, pulled a yeah. pulled a gear sled. Super fun. So the snowshoeing itself may not be the activity, but it allows you to get to a place. Means to the end. And yep. yeah. And I and yep. and it was fun to do that with a big group of people. And that was I mean that was a great time. But That's similarly so with bike backing, you know, I could drive from spot A to spot B and I could carry more stuff. Mm-hmm. Or I could also do a multi day. It's kinda like bike packing but or backpacking, but I move a little bit faster than uh walking. A little bit. S- yeah. Slight. Just a little bit. Slightly. Okay. So That's cool. Yeah, so yeah. that was that was one of the new things that uh huh. I'm planning on. You were talking recently about putting up uh the rooftop tent on your rig mm-hmm. and going out on a couple adventures in that and taking oh, yeah. your wife and your son. And I mentioned that I was looking for a camper and I think I found the one. Dude, no way. I met the guy earlier this week and we're kind of working out some of the details, but hoping to get it delivered this weekend, oh. mounted up on the truck. All right. So super lightweight. Tell me about this thing. So, so camper, a, like this is going in the bed of your pickup. Camper. The, it's often the, the probably the accurate term for that is a cab over camper. Okay. That kind of tells people what it is. It's not a camper that you pull behind, but it's a cab over right. camper goes over your cab. Yep. And this is a t- mid-2000s four-wheel camper, which is a company out of California. Mm-hmm. They make super lightweight ones that are pop-ups. Okay. So it just lives on the vehicle. Yep. Whenever I want to go somewhere, I don't need to go out to the barn and load it up, get the jack stands away, back the truck up. It just is there. Because your go. truck already is not your primary vehicle. Yeah, it's a secondary vehicle yeah. that I just drive when I go into yeah. the, to the woods and stuff. Right now it has a canopy on it and a be- sleeping platform. Yeah. Excuse me, that's 7-Up. Seven 7-Up seven is burpy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and so my truck's kind of already staged and ready to go, but yeah. I just it doesn't work for yeah. doing it with multiple people or a quick deployment. Definitely quicker than setting up a tent, packing up a tent, breaking camp, the... The actual wow. act of breaking camp. Huh. Plug the show there. Yeah. Wow. Breaking at Breaking Camp Podcast. <laughs> All <clears throat> right. Or, or at Breaking Camp Breaking Camp Podcast at gmail.com. But anyway, you yeah. That. That's like, I, I on, did like, way too much. I just should have <laughs> just stopped talking. I just should have done less. Less is more. So I got the I got the camper coming. I met with a guy earlier, but I've been really specific in what I've been looking for because I want right. to be able to leave it on. Needs to be lightweight. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the newer lightweight ones that are the pop-ups are not of built of the best quality. So you're running into oh man leaking roofs, totally structural issues, um, yeah, and just the bones aren't as solid as they are in this four-wheel camper uh, one. So hopefully get that on later. So we're going to talk about 
doing some mounting and pull the canopy off and get it Super delivered cool. by the guy. So I'm looking forward to that because it's just another another tool in the tool shed of outdoor activities. That as yeah. you kind of, as I've looked at what I like to do, what my partner likes to do, mm-hmm. and how we combine those in a way that not my activity or her activity, but things that we can come together in that work for both of us. Right. And so she's a big mountain biker. I don't really like mountain biking because it, it I went one time recently mm-hmm. and it was a super technical trail. Mm-hmm. The entire time felt like I was just waiting to crash. <laughs> On a positive note, I realized that I might find some benefit mm-hmm. of having a prayer life like this in everyday life. <laughs> so, because I'm just over, like, I'm yeah. just on the, I hope I don't die. You're like, I'm about to, I'm about over. to die. Yeah. I'm about to crash. This is any moment now, this root or rock or whatever. So, we kind of figured that out. But I do like being, I don't like riding on the road per se. Mm-hmm. So, I realized, you know, this gravel packing, bike packing, get into lakes, get into rivers hmm. allows us to get to a spot where we can camp, move about a little bit more. Because if it was up to me, I would set up camp, mm-hmm. I would fish, I would eat, I would nap, I would campfire, <laughs> and I would wake I couldn't do it for enough days in a row. Like, but you want to live outside? If anyone is hiring for a camp host, <laughs> always looking for new career opportunities. <laughs> but the bike packing seemed like a thing, and she has mountain bikes, and she ended up getting a new mountain bike as well, specifically that we'll set up for this, yeah. so that we can have our gear ready to go and be like, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? We talked about that lower to shoots yeah. from the Columbia up. I know. That's the one right there. Lower to shoots up. Mm-hmm. Only way you can get in is hiking, or you can take a boat up. You can take a boat. Certain up weekends they have times yeah. when you can run up it. Um, but then essentially you're biking or hiking up this trail, and there's some excellent fishing. I've never fished it. I've never been oh. there, but it's on my list. And again, it's like, oh well, I don't have a bike anymore. Yeah. You know. So anyway, I may have to walk it. I would get a raft or a big cataract or something that you could just pack all your gear and run the lower. Do a multi-day. Yeah, that, I've thought about it from Max Canyon down. Yeah. Yeah, I've thought about it. But so. access, right? It, yeah. Again, it's about yeah. transportation and yeah. access. Right. Get into these areas that allow us to do these activities with people we want to spend time doing stuff mm-hmm. with. The mm-hmm. truck will, or the the bike will allow some new areas to explore. Yeah, absolutely. And the camper will allow for quick deployment. Also, too, to be honest, in this time of COVID and quarantine and, and all mm-hmm. that, when you live in the country and yeah. you're interwebs aren't always the stableist. Like I used to work everywhere except for from my house. Right. Well, now everywhere else is closed. Like coffee shops, schools, mm-hmm. libraries, all these places that I used to go. This will allow me to have like a mobile office that mm-hmm. I can just go anywhere. Our county here has set up some of these mobile Wi-Fi spots. Yeah. So I just pull in, sit down, work at a desk right in my truck. That's so cool. And so. I, I actually love that idea because we were talking about that the other day. And I'm thinking, oh, that'll get you through this season. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, hold on. If it works, this could be the thing, you know, ongoing. Yeah. This is one step closer to camp hosting. It is. It really is. If I could be somewhere that had the ability to somewhat communicate, because I got to, got to, yeah. I mean, I used to say, got to keep a roof over my head. But if this is the roof and it just goes with me wherever, mm-hmm. that's not bad. That's but awesome. yeah, so that'll be neat, and it'll allow me to do some work in different places. Like we could just load up in the trailer and go mm-hmm. to the beach, and you know, you hang out there for a while and work, and yeah, come on back. Man, that's go. awesome. 
So yeah, so that'll be fun. I think you're gonna you might come over later this weekend and yeah, I'm gonna come help help you. me set that thing up a little bit. And so, but it also brought up another issue that uh, maybe you've experienced is some of Craigslist, mm-hmm. Facebook Marketplace, offer up buying, selling. Like I tend to be a fairly straight shooter with people, mm-hmm. whether I'm buying or selling or talking about stuff you're not supposed to do that you're not supposed to do that there so it's like this whole (laughs) game that people are playing that i don't know what it is i want no part of it Mm -hmm. people are interested then they're not interested then they want to offer you 50 cents on the dollar and oh yeah well in any hurry to sell anything 50 cents on the dollar is a good offer at times oh wow so some of the things i have had for sale like i have a vehicle that i have been trying to sell for a long time Mm -hmm. classic vehicle Nice car. This is one of those rare ones. You know, it's not just an old car. This yeah. is this has actually got provenance and like it's registered with the you know maker, all this stuff. It's it's a it's a collector. And you've gotten pulled over in it a few times, haven't you? I have. <laughs> <laughs> not for going too fast, I'll tell you that much. But um but like the 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 thing about it is you'll get an offer for thirty percent mm. of your asking price. And I'm going who does this? Yeah. Like you're wasting everyone's time, literally. Or the conversation back and forth, whether it's through text or whatever, all these questions. Mm-hmm. And then like, hey, you know, as the seller, right? You're mm-hmm. like going, hey, can we meet up? What do they say next? Uh, well, will, will, will you I, take this? I don't have, I don't really have any money right now. Mm. Why are we talking? Yeah. What, what are we doing? What, what are we doing here? It's the American way. You just shop when you don't have money. Oh, man. It's the worst. Yeah, so there's the whole etiquette. I mean, the the traditional term would be etiquette of it, but it's really like a non-etiquette. Right. And right. It's just the, being rude and wasteful. Yeah. And there's <laughs> games that people are playing. I get it. Yeah. You don't, you want to, if you're going to buy something, you want really to get it for the best price you can, but to, right. to lowball. And, and then you get scam emails you get of oh, yeah. all that stuff. And so there's just a whole world that I don't engage in a lot. <clears throat> yeah. Of, buying and selling used stuff to strangers. Like if I have something and somebody wants to buy it, it's typically yeah. somebody I know. And I'm not a big vehicle in and out guy. But I, I think when you mentioned the your car, one of the things that occurred to me was it really comes down to a, how badly do you want or need to sell it mm-hmm. or how badly do you want or need to acquire it? Right. If you're holding those ends loosely, mm-hmm. you're not really interested in the game. No, no. And you're Just not going to window be, shopping. Yeah, and you're not going to be yeah. suckered in by somebody offering you way, way less than something. But then again, yeah. if you need to need to keep the lights on at your house or, or feed your family, like you may be willing to take whatever price you can get. So you can see how people can right. Right. try that because it kind of works. And like, could work. and you don't want to talk about. Oh, I used to have one of these when I was younger. I love these, whatever mm. it is. Okay. Uh, this is about selling, buying and selling. Are you interested? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I the reason I want one, I don't care about the reason you want one. <laughs> like, this is a transaction. Mm. <laughs> do you want it? You know, can we agree on a price? But you do like a good story. I love a story. Just not in a transactional mode. Well, if if it led to... The actual completion of a sale. Great, let's do the story, mm. right? But and that makes the sale even more important to me because if there's a story involved, hey, this guy bought this thing from me. It tied back to something in his life, and it it is bringing him all this joy. Mm-hmm. That is incredible. I want to sell my thing to that guy. 
Wow. That's incredible. But when it's only about the story, and then it comes down to the whole conversation of, well, when can you meet? These are, you know, I'm available. Well, I, I'm not really in the position to buy right now. <laughs> Why are we? What are we doing here? Were you just looking for friends? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on here? So when I was talking with the, this guy about the camper, I did get the story of it oh. and how he lived in it for a period of time, traveled for work, really cherished the thing, took good care of it. You mm-hmm. know, he, he knew the value of it. And when I told him, you know, hey, I saw this because I have a Craigslist alert set up for this exact model in this exact price range, and I got it immediately, he knew that I valued mm-hmm. his piece of property yeah. that he cared about. Yeah. He didn't really want to let it go, but he was going back to school. And yeah. So, yeah. So we'll find out. We'll see. That yeah. should be later on this weekend. I wanted to touch base on one other thing. Bryce, are you familiar with the... Oregon Waterway Access Pass? Negative. Let me tell you about it. I ran a... <laughs> <laughs> Please do. We've talked We've talked a lot about different passes, and I can get very excited about this. Forest Pass, Snow Park Pass, mm-hmm. State Parks Pass, Metro Regional Government Pass, Discover Pass up in Washington. You're sleeping over there. But I, I love them. I, I don't love paying for them. What I really okay. like is exploring the full benefit of it mm-hmm. and feeling bought in that I'm investing my dollars in a way yeah. that help yeah. recycled into recreational sure. um, infrastructure and opportunities for more people throughout more areas in the state. So the Oregon State Marine Board has a new fee called the Waterway Access Permit. Okay. What is this? You may remember this in previous years, or oh. uh, you hopefully remember this. Uh-huh. As what did it used to be? What it used to be called? Is this the mm-hmm. is this the Columbia Basin one? No, but it's is not it that different. One. That's the that's the, the <clears throat> invasive species. It's the invasive species. Oh, the man. way that it used to work was if you had a boat of any length over ten feet, yes, you had to pay seven to ten dollars per year for it. Which quarter. I may or may not have hit and miss on that one. Just you're going to plead the fifth. I'll plead that's the cool. fifth. That's good. I won't. I won't. In an alternate you universe, I may have forgotten a time or two. Oh, I forgot again. Nobody like, asked. Nobody oh, asked. I've, I forgot. I forgot. But I have. I, d- I have for sure bought one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a thing that in in our state here in Oregon you have to have for a vehicle, mm-hmm. which basically provides infrastructure. A to boat ensure, or a vehicle? I'm sorry, for a boat. Okay. For any boat, though. So it's uh, it's it's any it's, flotation device. If you are, I don't know the specific. I always got it. I'm the permit guy that when I buy my license, fishing license, I say, oh. what do I need? Yeah. Seven dollars. I need to have, okay, you got, I'll buy it. Really? Because then I don't have to worry about it. They love you. The thing that I don't want is being out there in the water, yeah. seeing the the <laughs> Department of Fish and Wildlife guy on the dock and being like, oh, I got to make another loop because I don't have my aquatic. How long it's before he leaves? It's not worth the $7 to me. That's where you let your you let your line snag on a rock, and then you just play like you've got a big the fish biggest on. For yeah, 30 oh, minutes. I can't, yeah, oh, it's a I'll big be, one. I'll be right over. Yeah. I, whoa. Oh, but it's also, I mean, there is value in this program that prevents, that does education and outreach around preventing invasive species moving from waterway to waterway. Yeah. Because we have some of that in some of our waterways here. We have the, what's the other, the bounty program with that fish that you can. The pike minnow? The pike minnow. Yeah. You can be a full-time pike minnow fisherman and make over like a hundred grand a year. Uh, you can also be, you know, 
and a sales associate for this blah 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 and stay home and never work again and i mean let's tiny little ads be honest here. tiny little ads all from my <laughs> yeah. one bedroom apartment yeah no uh, well uh, but it is a real issue yeah. so you have you have uh, invasive species you have snails you have all these things that we don't want moving around from mm-hmm. waterway to waterway sure you have inspection sites when you're coming to and from other states in california and washington yep so part of this is funded through the has been historically funded through the aquatic species invasive species mm-hmm. fee that you pay when you get i just would pay it every year when i get my fishing license mm-hmm. cost you seven or ten bucks well it's transitioned now it's the oregon waterway access fee hmm. and it's and it's changed names because a lot of people that have a paddleboard or a kayak mm-hmm. or something like that aren't buying a fishing license so they're not made aware of, oh, or they don't know, or they right. don't resonate with the aquatic species right. componentry of it. And also probably, too, you know, to play devil's advocate, the state marine board probably saw that um, they were missing out on a huge population of people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. paying this fee. So what this does, I just want to say the grace period, the reason why I brought it up is the, A, I'm a big fan of permits and passes because I'd like to explore what the money goes to. As long as it's going to that thing. Yeah. Yes. So all of those, we'll talk about some more of those later on, but the the grace period is ending here the 1st of August. So this, Mm. you may be hearing this before or Mm. after that, but if you have a kayak, if you have a paddleboard Mm. and it's over 10 feet long, you need to get, you should, you're required to have this thing. I'm not going to tell you you should or you need to, that's your own personal decision. Well, it's the the law. law, The law law states... (laughs) So the, the, there's been a lot of news recently about the State Marine Board and Department of Fish and Wildlife actually mm-hmm. going from uh, boater education and information mm-hmm. to a more enforcement-based focus mm-hmm. here after August 1st. So if you don't have this thing, mm-hmm. you could come back in and they say, where is it? Two weeks ago, a month ago, they may have said, well, you should get one. Here's how you do it. Here's what the money goes towards. Oh, yeah. Now they're going to be doing information and education, now, but also finding people. You can get a fee of up to like 115 bucks. Is this going to be a sticker on your watercraft or is this something that you can have on the app with your i got mine through my app fishing license app okay so you just buy it in there it's 30 dollars for two years one of the other things i was doing was Mm. you can go in and as anybody in the state of oregon you can go in and comment on all the a lot of the money collected goes for education and enforcement but it also goes for grants that are allocated out to Mm -hmm. a number of municipalities and parks and things like that to improve their infrastructure for boats, for docks, for oh. for things like that, for bathrooms, mm-hmm. uh, for parking areas. So as someone who really values the time that I spend on the water sure. and infrastructure in place to do that as more and more people go out to do these activities, right. that's really important to me. So you can go on to, I, I nerd out on this stuff and I realize that nobody <laughs> yes, else do. does this, <laughs> yeah. but you can go into yeah. the Oregon State Marine Board and you can comment to them on the grant applications they've received, right. which I plan to do. I right. actually put it in my calendar so I don't miss the deadline. Man, that is so the next level. That is so totally you. me. Yeah. But like I value yeah. uh, additional infrastructure and resources and docks and, and all that sort of stuff. Absolutely. And that's my only thing with it is as long as the money is, is you know, they're good stewards of the money, fine. Yeah, you know, you see him start rolling around in really fancy pickup trucks. I, I'm uh, I'm really get, glad this I'll turned out upset. this way because I was kind of concerned he'd be like, ah, government, another fee, another fee, just taxing me every time right. I turn around. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I don't like a lot of taxes, but I do believe in users' fees. Yeah, and and so um, it, when things are specifically, you know, you pay a fee for this specific thing, 
and it's not taxed in like the general state tax, yeah, then I'm, I'm a fan of that. Yeah, as long as the money is going back into investments yeah. of things that stays there, give you more opportunity to recreate right. safely. Yep. So, yep. yeah, so that's the uh, waterway access permit from the Oregon State Marine Board. Can't wait to talk about more passes. Can't wait. This is my excited face. That's a real. Uh, this is the face you give me when we talk about road trips. Oh no way! Permits. It is the same face. What about if we did like permits and road road trips? <laughs> Because uh, what if you needed a permit for a road trip? You would never see me on the road. You would never Again, go, ever. Okay. <laughs> they do have that in some areas. Oh no! <laughs> I went up uh, last year. I went and did a tour around the Olympic Peninsula. Yeah, loved it. Solo road trip. Went to all these small little. towns. You don't need a pass to go to the. Checked OP? out the museums. All of this. Museums. Yeah, I went to the logging museum in Forks. <laughs> I walked in and I was like, what is going on? I stopped at all these visitor places. No. Why are there so many cars here? And I walked in. I'm like, this is not the typical crowd. Usually it's a couple of olds yeah, with yeah, an RV yeah. looking to get a map and maybe where to where to have uh, supper. Mm-hmm. This was like full of families and kids. And what I realized, and I did not know this until mm-hmm. then, which you might know, mm-hmm. Forks. Yeah. Twilight. Vampires. <laughs> yeah, Twilight. Exactly. Twilight Tours. <laughs> team but, Edward, Team whatever his other name is. Yeah. So Jacob. I'm, just, I'm Jacob. going around. I have, I have, I don't know. <laughs> you haven't seen the movie? No. Oh, okay. I haven't read the books. Don't, I haven't seen the yeah. movie. Don't, don't worry. Don't waste your time. <laughs> I went around the Olympic Peninsula. I got the Discover Pass from Washington. Yes, we have that. Awesome. Yeah. I know. I think we geeked out. Yeah. I well, you looked at it on my fridge, like, and I'm like, what's the big deal? I got all excited about this pass, yeah. and you're like, well, they just say you have to buy it. Yeah, so you have right. to have it. It's like, that's why I have it. Free camping. Department of Natural. It's not free. I paid for it. Well, it's $15 unlimited. It's like a buffet, right? <laughs> like, are you going to get a $10 plate of food, or are you going to go to the buffet uh-huh. where you can eat all you want? Yes, I know. So, Department of uh, Natural, DNR, Department of Natural Resources in yeah, Washington like has a number of uh, primitive campsites that, with this Discover Pass, you can use for free, mm-hmm. included included in price of purchase, gives you access to. How about that? There access. You go. Buys you access camping in advance. Camping. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Which is nothing. So, yeah, fees, <laughs> parks, permits, new stuff. That's awesome. Camping, bikepacking, uh yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. It is good. So let's see here. How are we going to close this out? Thanks for listening. We want to thank producer Chad. Thank you, Chad. He's the one standing over there waving around a bunch of permits. Telling us to stop window, talking. Window clings. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've enjoyed the show, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and tell a friend about it who might enjoy it as well. You can follow us on Instagram at Breaking Camp Podcast. You can also send us an email at breakingcamppodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you'd like us to talk about, more or less. Like, that's definitely like a passes. possibility. People might be like, nobody cares right. about a stinking pass. <laughs> or and they do. Maybe you do. Or they if do. If you do, email. I, if you do yeah. when you email me, I will personally respond yes. because I'd like to be your friend. Yes. Anybody who loves a pass the way I do. So that's about it for now. We'll uh, get on outside and do something fun. Later. See ya. See ya.